double C the suds, that good to go. Damn suave, but I can't get recalled. Bro, thank you, John Wayne. Krista Crick is the host of Bet MGM tonight. On the air, on the fan, on Saturdays. She joins us every Tuesday, and she is here right now. Trista, what it do? What it do, baby? I uh, heard you guys dodged a bullet today. Dodged a big one. That's right. But the question really is, is it about Memphis dodging a bullet, or is it about the fundamental, you know, the fundamentals of the NCAA changing in the time between the investigation starting and concluding, which was 2019 to today? You know, I think that's a really interesting point because as much as the NCAA didn't want to change their mindset and they have held very firm grasp on, you know, just wanting to exploit players uh, for whatever they could use them for and to whatever degree they could, keep them from, you know, signing autographs, to keep them from having second jobs in the summer. Uh, that's just not allowed anymore. And so the player, player empowerment era has, has trickled down to the, to the college realm. And I think it's almost like the NCAA's mindset has had to have shifted and to the point where almost they forget how strict they used to be. So, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. And I think Penny Hardaway is just that guy. Like, I think he's just a very – strategic, a very, you know, obviously just one of the best guards of my generation, but also what he's done, I think, with the Memphis program is really interesting and how they handled uh, James Wiseman. So, yeah, just really interesting. I saw that news and and thought about you guys. Well, thank uh, you. We we appreciate you thinking of us. Uh, It is a big day. That sort of feels like we've been exonerated, right? Um, You know, I'm always always looking for receipts, and, and, and oftentimes... You know, I, I try to find the people who were wrong, right, and, and, and highlight them. But in March of this year, you know, you, you, you came clean. You, you, as I, I assume you were watching the Memphis-Gonzaga game, and you said you slandered Memphis too early. And that, uh, I did. And that, you, and that, and that you, liked the, you liked the product from Penny Hardaway. John has all the receipts, Trista. I didn't even know he had this one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, it was, but let's be honest, guys. It was looking real messy. Oh, awful. It It was looking so messy. We had Penny Hardaway pulling his his greatest, I'm a grown man. Mm -hmm. Like, he was on the podium like, judge me. You know, don't judge these kids. And I'm like, oh, my God. They're just 18-year-olds. So, at a certain point, you're wondering, all right, well, bunch of 18-year-old five-star recruits, how is that all going to work together? And, you know, it, I think we as media members, just I think human beings too, we rush to, to look forward. We project what the future is going to be instead of just kind of like, all right, these guys are kids. You know, these are all kids. They all need time to mesh. They need to figure out how they're going to play together. You know, Penny needs to figure out how to push the right buttons with each one of them. Coaching is individual, you know, obviously how – Jason would be want to be coached is different than how John would want to be coached, how Tristan would want to be coached. So, you know, I think figuring all that out takes time, but it was it did look ugly for a team that was I had a I had a future ticket on you guys to win it all. So I think mm. a lot of my saltiness came from Listen, you're not who I thought right. you were when I put my cold hard cash on you. Yep. 
Is is Cooper Rush who you thought he would be? He's a winner. I know that. Uh, he won last night. Man, he looks like a, a combination between like Andy Dalton and like I don't even know who. It's like a wish version of Andy Dalton. But we did get the win. Uh, us Cowboys. It was ugly. Guys, let me tell you about this mush. My parlay out of same game parlay. I know nobody really cares, but every prop hit except for the under 38 and a half. Oh, and as soon as I said, nice. and I hit, I missed it by the hook. Oh. And I said, when all the props hit, Ezekiel Elliott rushing yards, Daniel Jones attempts, Daniel Jones passing yards, all that hits. All I needed is a 38 and a half. And I was like, all right, bet's done. Cha-ching, plus 260 for me. And literally, 60 seconds later, mm. Giants touchdown. Three minutes later, Cowboys touchdown. Ugly. Yeah. Ugly. Yeah, ugly. And, and the games like have been. Sparks. Yep, and the games have been too. And yet it still feels like your season that at one time I thought was dead is very much alive, though. I was like two and one without Dak Prescott. It's crazy. How could it be? How, Sway? And you'll probably get Dak back probably, you know, another few weeks. So. This this Cowboys team has a very easy schedule, so you yep. know play Philly or Commanders next week, which I think you know that should be a game that they should win. You know the Cowboys should win, but let's be honest: what really matters is not the NFC East crown. It matters how well this team can go into the playoffs. I'm just still not confident with Mike McCarthy as the head coach. So as exciting as it is to not be in the bottom of the bottom and to just be sort of mediocre to kind of be in the top of a very bad NFC East. I've just moved on, guys. I've just written them off, essentially. Yeah, we're talking oh, to Tristan Craig. That makes sense with Mike McCarthy. Joins us every single Tuesday yeah. here on the show. Yeah. Catch her on Bay MGM tonight on Twitter at Trista underscore Craig. Hey, I mean, depending on the book, right, uh, it, you might get a different number. You might have a totally different uh, line. But is, is there value to be had on Philadelphia plus 800 as the Super Bowl winner? Oh, I think – I think it's a little early for that. But what I will say is when you have elite defensive line and elite offensive line and a plethora of weapons to support a, I won't call Jalen Hurts elite, but I'll call him very serviceable, if not higher than serviceable, like that's a team that can travel in the in the playoffs. That's a team that can do some things. And don't forget that the Eagles almost beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs last year. Like that was they were right there. And at that point, you know, the Rams had to come, you know, the Rams went up big on the Bucks and then that that whole thing was a, a roller coaster ride. They could have ended up getting beat by Tampa Bay. So is it is it where I would put my money? No. But I could understand why people want to jump on this early, a la Boston Celtics going to the, the finals, and like Ryan, my co-host, taking that in like December. In terms of the NBA, Trista, I saw where Anthony Davis says it's his goal this year to play oh 80, 82 games. Yes, you pointed this out too. Now, my goal is to make $10 million between now and December. It's not going to happen, and neither is Anthony playing 82 games. So what's, what, what should the number be? In terms of for the Lakers to fix this mess and actually make the playoffs, you know whether that's as a play-in or an eight or a seven or however high you want to put them, how many games does Anthony Davis actually need to play this season? I think the what was it forty last year, uh, Trista? What's he got to play was, this year yeah, for the Lakers which, to make it? It was forty last year, thirty-six the year before. Ugh. I think I think in the sixties 
would be a number that I would I would feel comfortable with. Like a high, like 68, 67, 68. He did that in 2013, 2014. He actually had two good seasons, 2016 20. Uh, 2016 and 2017 season played 75 games yep. but man we are far removed from that like this feels like a very different version of anthony davis from my from a health perspective 82 is impossible yep. but i think that the lakers the lakers problems come down to more than just ad being healthy or braun being healthy you're talking about a team that you know, very check it out. I, I interviewed. I think I told you guys this before. I interviewed Jerry West. He talked about how to surround Braun with talent mm-hmm. and what kind of team the Lakers would win a championship with. Like you have to surround Braun with shooters. Everyone knows that. Give him create space, right? And so I'm not sure that Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, yeah. and Dennis Schroeder. I think they're like all the same guy, kind of, but with varying degrees of defensive ability, right? Kind of chuckers, guys that I don't know necessarily are pure pure shooters that you know can handle the ball a little bit and can pass a little bit, but they're not they're not guys to set the table. And Braun will probably do most of that, but they need to be able to be sharpshooters. And I don't know how many sharpshooters this team really has. Like you look at Lonnie Walker, he shoots you know in the thirty percent range from three. You know you've got just a bunch of guys who are either sort of old or fragile and then non-shooters. So I think it's, it's they need to take a swing. I don't know if this year necessarily is a year that they can even count on going to the playoffs. I think maybe you say, all right, if I'm the Lakers, I say, okay, this is sort of a rebuilding, resetting year. Russell Westbrook's salary is coming off uh, of the table after this season. Let's take a swing for Kyrie Irving uh, in the free agency Kyrie, Braun, AD, and we have still two first-round picks to package up and get somebody else. Now you're cooking with gas. As soon as you throw Kyrie in the mix, LeBron and Kyrie, Kyrie is like a model NBA player when LeBron is with them. So I think that's really the that's really the the thought that I have. If I'm Rob Polinka, I'm I'm thinking in the future about how we how we fix this. It's just kind of like we need to be healthy at least. Uh, well, if we're going to talk NBA, we got to talk about what the Boston Celtics are doing. Um, well, oh, my God. What are they doing? I think they are doing what we are all doing, is just texting one another and saying, what do you know? <laughs> like, I, think I mean, they know. Boston they know what they know, right? I mean, they, 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 they know. I don't know what degree anyone really knows. You know, I've done a lot of digging. I've gotten on a bunch of FaceTime calls. And I don't know. It's a very strange circumstance because you wonder how much of it is is valid, how much of it is, you know, based on the circumstance coming out the way that it did with Woj and Sean releasing things early. Uh, the year suspension obviously is, is not going to be just a year. I think Ime's probably done, unfortunately, because he grew up one neighborhood next to me. Um, and, and I just want to say this. I haven't said this publicly because I was off the grid when this all dropped. So this is my first time talking about it. Is Mia Long is messy. This is so messy. For her to go into a full one-on-one with TMZ and talk about how she was blindsided, oh, I was just like, ah, oh, this is just a bad look for everyone involved. I didn't see the interview. Is it an interview? She, she went on the record with TMZ 
and said that it was the travel assistant. She was booking travel for Nia Long, and she booked all of Nia Long's coordination for her to move into her new place in Boston. This is all documented. I don't. It's not my opinion. This is where you can find it on the internet. And to me, that's very messy. I think at this time, everyone should be closed, like closed lips, zip things up. I don't. I don't think we should be hearing much about Neil Long right now. Mm. I do think about the the kid that's involved. To your point about you know shutting it down, you know I think they they got a kid together that's eleven or twelve, and at that age, Lord knows mine's yeah. already you know on YouTube and everything else. Like those you know for to that point about not being messy, but I I don't know. I don't, maybe she's feeling too like you know I need to go out here and defend myself because folks think I'm just a fool for falling for some you know, womanizer, whatever we're calling Ime Udoka to the point these days. I, I, but I, that's without context, Trista. I haven't seen the interview, so I can't, I can't speak to your what point. What did they say? They said, they said loyalty is as strong as your opportunities. Mm. Right? So think about that. Say that to yourself one time. Loyalty is only as strong as your opportunities. So listen, man, I am someone, we don't need to get too deep on this, but my philosophy is, you know, people do what people do, right? Doing things in the workplace is, is obviously a bad, a bad scenario. It's a no-no. But to imagine that, you know, Nia Long thinks that she's a fool because cheating happens or transgressions happen, especially with a former professional athlete and a coach who just took his team to the finals, it's loyalty is only as strong as your opportunities, man. And the, and the further you know that, the more you can set yourself with expectations that you at least can be centered when they come to your attention. You know what I mean? And yeah. not be rash. Yeah, so it sounds yeah. like you are just completely decrying the entire concept of monogamy here, that you are not a, subs- you are, you are not a subscriber of monogamy here. When I think if we're going to talk about that on the radio, I guess, like, we're, if we're doing that on the, if we're not just having a phone conversation between friends, like, is this on the radio? Are we on Memphis radio yeah, right now? Yeah, like we're on. like we're all just having a, a three-way combo. That's the my, idea. My, That's uh, what it's supposed philosophy. to be. This is what it's supposed to be every week, Trish. I was going to ask you about yeah, John Morant and the Grizzlies, but John <laughs> wants to know what you think about monogamy. Listen, I think, again, monogamy is a really... A, a very fine concept for those who b- both believe in it. And no matter what opportunities come their way, they will shut those things down. But I know we're all human beings. I know things happen. I know that we all have temptation and no matter what, no matter what your faith is, mm. no matter, you know, what your ethics or moral morals are, when you find a connection, whatever that connection looks like, and there's opportunity is there and you don't think you're going to be caught. I think more times than not, people will choose the, the road of pleasure. And that is okay to me. That's okay to me. Of course, there's pain involved. There's all kinds of parties. There's children and all that stuff sucks. But to, to be outraged over it, I think, is just kind of silly. I think in 2022, when people have transgressions, I think being outraged is silly. I don't think you're wrong, by the way. I mean, I, 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 I think you're right in terms of what people will choose to do. That is what I, yeah. th- that is what I truly, like, you know, and that's why, like, I, as far as this story has, has been concerned, you know, I mean, who among us, right? Who among us has, has not made mistakes in this life? 
you know. So it's, it's yeah. been less about that than it has been conduct at work. I mean, that, that's kind right. of, it's really just that that to me is the big decision. But I, I do I, I am getting here from uh, from our, our our powers to be that Jason has a John Morant question. Yes, <laughs> I would like I would like that question. Well, the, well, the, this is essentially it: top four or no in the West for the Grizzlies this year. I think ESPN had them fourth. We thought that might be a little high, especially considering the fact that you're starting the year without Jaron. We're not exactly sure on the timeline. Are hoping he's back by Christmas, though. But would you would you put if you were betting on it? Would you put Grizzlies in the top four or the the second half of the top eight in the West? Oh, that's a great question. My goodness. So. I think, if we're being honest, I think Phoenix takes a big step down. Okay. Absolutely takes a big step down. I think you're going to see an increase from the Pelicans and the Timberwolves and the Clippers, of course, because they're healthy. Yes, Clippers. Clippers, I think, will be, if healthy, number one seed, number two seed in the West. I think they're the the favorite to, or at least a co-favorite from Vegas to win it all. I think them and Golden State. Yep. Them and Golden State, I think those are kind of like a cut above. And then you have Phoenix and Memphis and kind of Denver, depending on how healthy they are, mm-hmm. uh, that's right there. But also, I think I think the Pelicans are a top six team. I think the Pelicans are not a play-in team. I think that they are the real deal. I think from a depth perspective, from uh, the defense that they play, all of the personnel that they have, as long as Zion can integrate into this team in a way that's really effective, you know, CJ being a starting one instead of a two, I think is really helpful. And, and Brandon Ingram has, I don't even know what he's done with his game, but it's elevated to a point where he's like borderline unguardable. Yeah. So I, I could see uh, Memphis taking a step back from two. Right. But I think that, you know, Jaron is, and I've said this to you guys before, Jaron is not as critical to me for this team and it's succeeding. I think that they have had him in and out of the lineup so much that they've found ways to succeed when he's off the floor, too. Of course, he's a key piece defensively, you know, stretches the floor out with his ability to shoot that nasty-ass three-pointer that he has that goes in a lot. But I think that they will find ways to win, and I, I really like Taylor Jenkins, and I think they'll be able to adapt, especially considering that I think Phoenix is, is really going to struggle early on in the year. Uh, according to what people are saying with training camp, like all those guys seem to just kind of be going through the motions and really, really bad vibes in Phoenix right now. I hope you're for right. For obvious reasons. Hey, Tristan, we appreciate these. Thank you so much. Picks every single week. Thank you. We went, we went into some side roads. We went oh, into yeah. some side roads. That was all John's fault. No, it's all Next right. Next time I'll do all the driving. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good for people to get to know you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a family. Yeah, just, so. Yeah, be be uh, easy on yourself and your loved ones when you think about the term loyalty is only as strong as your opportunity. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Tristan. Thanks, Tristan. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. She is Tristan Crick. Bet MGM tonight.